I rock with the Lord, he rocks with me. I'm just the instrument, he's the one pulling the strings. I got a dream and it came from the king. I pray that one day all will come and see. The goodness of the Lord, every knee gon' hit the floor. As he comes down from the clouds, watch the heavens roar. I'm just a messenger, it feels like he's been here before. Because before I was... Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. This is F-Cube. We do have a super special guest, the singer-songwriter of this song, Marcus goes by Maddox is on this week's episode. Let's go check it out, guys. Cause if you keep one foot in the world, must wanna dance with the devil. I don't dance with him, I don't shake hands with him, but I'm commanding him. He had a silence on my life. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast. It is January 13th, 2021, and George just joined us, which was that badoop. And so I don't know. Uh, if the gas man's going to get on right away, uh, I didn't know. I'm on. <laughs> oh, he's on. Okay. He made it. So, uh, we're already on George recording. So you're on this live. Um, and so, <laughs> and so this week we have an awesome guest, Marcus, who is joining us from New York. So how's it going, Marcus? Uh, going good. What's up, George? Nice to join us. <laughs> Hey, I'm glad I was able to get on. Like I, I got parked here, and I don't know. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we hear you good. Okay, cool, cool. I got a, I got a truck running next to me, and I mean, my mine's all good and quiet. But um, I got to figure out where my other plug is for my phone, so I don't. Uh, it doesn't die here. All right, cool. So, Marcus, <laughs> where are you, where are you from? Uh, where can people find you? Just so we we can get that on, and we'll put on the the notes of this podcast. Right, so, uh, generally, everywhere is uh, just J Maddox. That's you know the letter J M A D D I X, and it's, I'm on TikTok. Um, actually, all all social media. Okay. Um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all all around SoundCloud, wherever. What what does your At name mean? <laughs> Uh, Jay Maddox, um, I'm not 100 percent sure. I, you know, in 2015 when I, uh, when I, I don't know, I, when I first started doing my music, taking it serious, I, I came across it. It just, it just got into my spirit and it resonated with me, and I just let it, let it sit, and I just I stood with it. And I feel like when the Lord like kind of shifted me over and renamed me, yeah. but um, some people say it was like the son of son of God, something like that. Not it's like son of something. Oh, but, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, I I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess we should just jump right in. And so, Marcus, where did you grow up? Did you have a mom, dad? Like, did you grow up in a Christian family? What does that look like for you? Um. All right. So, I grew up in New Jersey, actually. Um, and, yes, um, I grew up with my stepfather. So, me and my mother and my stepfather, I have a twin brother. Um, oh, nice. older brother. And, uh, you know, so I, I was never really alone because I always had a twin. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, just, I mean, just growing up, we were always competitive. You know, we had this competitive, you know, spirit to it. But we always just keep going and going and going and being better. But um, I guess just having brothers kind of just, just shaped me in, in many different ways. I I um, had an older brother. I didn't necessarily want to be like. I wanted to be better. And then my younger brother, I wanted to lead him. So it kind of put me in that middle child and I was like, all right, I gotta be something different. Yeah. So And so yeah, did why. you did you grow up in church or did you not? Oh uh, no. 
Oh, um, so yeah, so my mom, uh, Seth's father, they weren't even in really, they weren't into church at all. I, and I couldn't even tell if they were. I didn't know their relationship with the Lord. Um, years later, um, well, we always had people in our family, like my grandmother, my aunt, they were heavy in the Lord. I didn't understand that at all. So at that particular time, my mom being, you know, you know, not having a relationship with the Lord, we were just, you know, let it, you know, let us, it was, you know, worldly, very secular. And we all lived in this huge house. And I just know, always remember my, my aunt, you know, when we watch certain things or listen to certain things, she said, turn that stuff off, it ain't nothing with the devil. And we just laugh, like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And I always say she doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, when we prayed at the table, her prayers were so long. I said, what is going on? And it, that was really the spirit of rebellion, the spirit of rejection I did not know of. But um, just later on, you know, as I uh, received my calling from the Lord, is when, uh, you know, I finally ended up, you know, you know, my mother, she started gaining her faith, just, I guess, just through seeing her son, both of us, me and my twin brother, we both got baptized, and, uh, you know, uh, my mother just saw that, so that she kind of switched it over, and now she has, you know, a much stronger faith that she said she always had, but I guess when you hide your light, you know, she keeps it from people who need it. So. Yeah. Yeah. So when when did you get saved? That's cool that you spurred her on, though. Like, yeah. like you're, you're in your brother's faith spurred her into to faith you know like you're saying that competitive thing i think sometimes our parents kind of do that like if they you know well i was always walking with the lord really because that's not what i saw <laughs> you know yeah. and when they see you shifting things and they're you know i i to me it's cool like if you're going to compete with something might as well compete with i'm going to be the best you know christ follower i can be yeah. 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 And so for for you, when when did you get saved, and how'd that look? And I know, uh, I don't know if you know this, George, but for our listeners, uh, you mm-hmm. and Tyrone, which is brings encouragement, both grew up together, right? Yeah, or yeah. at some phase of life, you it guys did, yeah. were together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right in Belleville, New Jersey. Um, and then I think when we got older at the high school. I know he went to the Navy. Um, and I actually um. I, Later on, after college and everything, I went to the military and the army. And it was through it was through the army. Um, I would think I was at my ninth year mark. So it was 2018. Um, yeah, 2018. Um, I don't know. Like something just shifted. Like I just felt a different calling. Like I, I always knew when I was little, like fifth grade, third grade. I remember like you know, rose the red, violet the blue. I would flip those words. I knew it had this gift of music. I knew it. So um, <laughs> and when I finally got older. You know, without the Lord in it, I was just doing music for the world and just serving the world and making that type of music. I was just battle rap and all that stuff. I was misusing my gift. But when I was in the army, I moved out to, uh, I was living in Germany and out there, when I got the shift over, um, you know, I came to Maddox. I said, this is a new start. I got to really do it. And I did my music so different, but it, was, it wasn't it was for the Lord still, but he saw me really ready to establish myself. Um, we were... Mm-hmm. We were, you know, I had a huge team, the biggest team I ever thought I could even do. And it all started because I was, um, I got my wisdom teeth removed. And um, it just so happened, like, uh, they actually gave me a Percocet. And I don't take drugs at all. But I was just feeling so, like, good. So I was sitting <laughs> in front of a candle. And I just, I decided to rap. And I was rapping. And they got to us out. They came to my room. They loved it. I said, all right. So, and then I you know, got more people together. And next thing you know, uh, all the soldiers, me being a sergeant, um, I had so many soldiers under me, so the, the the team grew quick. 
We went through Germany quick. We went to shows quick. And I said, wow, this feels good. But I was still sober-minded to say, you know, I don't ever care about drinking and driving. I always wanted to bring people together safely. So I would leave the convoys like, listen, all right, y'all, I'll be the leading car. All you guys follow everybody home. It's always a designated driver. I was always sharp on that end because I didn't care for, you know, leading people to destruction. But I didn't realize my music was still not feeding their spirit. Yeah. So just, you know, just through Germany, um, I, I, I left Germany and I came back to the States. I was all right, this is all right. We're about to do this. And here I go. Um, like my music was on the radio and everything out there getting charted. And I was going to do this. Actually, I did a song with this one rapper in Atlanta. Um, you know, he's a major, major record label artist. And we did the song. We're supposed to do the show. Two person, two, two state show in New Jersey and New York. And yeah. before it can happen, I was still in the military. I was getting deployed. I said, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I was supposed to, I was supposed to do the show. I was supposed to blow up. I was supposed to blow up. But <laughs> it didn't happen. The Lord had something else for me. I said, oh, man. I said, uh, it's like a failed mission. But the Lord was still like, that's not it. That's not it. And so when he finally pulled me out, it was something with paperwork. Well, paperwork got so twisted financially. And then the army looked at me as if I was stealing the money. And then it pulled my thing to um, get investigated. And it was so many like uh, missing gaps and loopholes. But then in the, end, the Lord said, no, it was just me pulling you out. So yeah. instead of, you know, six more years of my contract, he got me out of six months. I, was in a, I, I took a... a because they stopped my pay wrongfully. And I said, well, listen, you guys got to figure something out. And so the army got it so twisted. I said, uh, it was a chapter 10 where the army goes this way and I go that way. Cause I was so done with them. So yeah. I split up and, but the Lord showed me it was him pulling me out, put me in his army. And I was like, all right, this is okay, Lord, I'm going for it. 2018, all before I was exiting the army, I became such a, a, a positive spirited person. Um, and then I said, what is the Lord? You know, he wanted me to do my music differently. And all I knew is I, I started to feel like, you know, um, a little depressed because people start falling off. He started tearing people away from me. Like no one was there to help. Um, things weren't falling through. And then just one random day, um, I, had, I invited one friend over. He made beats. He played a beat. He made a beat. I said, oh, I was rapping. I felt so good. I told my twin brother about the song. He said, yeah, that's all you got to do. Get back into your gift. I said, yeah, you're right. Then the next, then literally the next day, I invited more people over to my house, but it wasn't a gift thing. It was like a party. I said, it's not it. And that very morning, I left everyone in my house. I went straight to church. And as soon as I walked in that door, the pastor was saying, um, imagine if you had a gift and you can go into a room and you can change things. Imagine if you had a gift where you did not use it. He said, when you go home, I want you, I'm talking to everyone. I want you to use, um, write on a note card, Luke 1 through 7, with God, nothing is impossible. And he said, whatever your gift is, write it down. He said, I'm gonna do that. It felt like I felt like the Lord was speaking to me right then and there, and I didn't. Yeah. I never went to church prior to this, so then me going in there <laughs> randomly and hearing His word and it convicted me. It felt amazing, and uh, I, I took it a step further. I didn't even write on a note card. I wrote on a mirror, and to this day, I still write on all my mirrors, verses, or whatever the Lord gives me prophetically. Um, I wrote on the mirror, "My gift is Luke. Uh, my gift is music. Luke one through seven. With God, nothing's impossible." After that, my life started to change. Yeah, all the pieces came together. Um, um, I um, ended up meeting a wife. I said, Lord, at that time I wasn't dating anybody. I said, Lord, I don't want nobody unless you send it. And, you know, my wife now, who is with me now, at that time, she was, you know, just a friend. I met her through when I was Ubering. <laughs> and uh, the cool thing about that, it was, um, you know, just uh, I, I met her in her own element. She was just taking care of her son, and that was it. And all she, you know, 
I would just take her to Walmart, get food and groceries. And then the Lord kept her around. I invited her over to, you know, just, you know, go to church. And we went to church. Next thing you know, baptized together. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, <laughs> we just started going. So that was 2018 when we got saved and we got baptized and life just changed. That's awesome. And then were you a pastor, became a pastor, or are you a pastor now? Or what does that look like? Um, so 2018, so when I, when I hit it running, I, I studied more, but I, um, I guess the Lord just guided me through like, um, lots of David and Solomon. I started to learn things about just going after wisdom and ask for wisdom. And that shaped my spirit. And the Lord just said, you know, you know, your spirit warrior. He saw that, you know, I was on the left side, like, you know, like, like, uh, Paul, he's on the other side doing everything for the kingdom of darkness. And if you could take that same type of energy and do it for my kingdom, you'll be you'll, you'll be a sharpshooter. So I feel like a spirit warrior. I felt, and the Lord showed me, giving me the spirit of discernment and wisdom and just, you know, so much understanding. I understood things. And I got so much confirmation on it. I said, wow, Lord, this is this is really you. So he was like catapulting me to the front. I'm sorry. So after that, I guess, um, you know, uh, I started going to a church. And they saw the prophetic gifts over me. I didn't see it. They all, all saw it. People were seeing things. I like, okay, I just thought I was just good at music. <laughs> so they saw yeah. it. Um, and then after going to the church, helping them out and, you know, being who I was, I, I was ordained as a minister. Um, and then I just, uh, you know, you know, or, you know, priest and, you know, went out and, you know, taking, taking baby steps. And the Lord did have me take a year off from, you know, not preaching because, you know, I had to, you know, I can't give a person a plate that wasn't tried and tested through seasons to be seasons to do it. So, um, yeah, after I became ordained, you know, I, I really like, you know, dug into the word. I ate the word so much being musically prophetic, uh, prophetically musically, or, yeah, musically prophetic, you know, revelation came and understanding yeah. came. So that kind of like shifts my faith in a, in a way that, um, I guess the average one without the Holy Spirit operating in it, you probably don't catch the face that quick to understanding. Like, wow, no, God is so real. <laughs> this is only him. So yeah. he just catapulted me up. And what, so for some of the listeners, what, what does it mean to prophetically sing and stuff like that? Um, so, you know, the Lord's Day reveals a lot of um, uh, uh, revelation in, in music. So it's yeah. like, um, whenever I do any music, I always pray. I always pray and ask the Lord for the words, the Lord for the lyrics, the Lord for the timing, everything. And um, what he gives me, he reveals things like, wow. And, you know, even things that come to pass. And, <laughs> and it's just it's just amazing. It's, it's not hard to explain. It's just um, it's all, it all comes from him. I'm like, Lord, this yeah. is not me. When I Even when I hear the music, it's, all, it's so hard for me to perform it because sometimes I can't remember all the lyrics. For one, they're not my lyrics. I always say, "Lord, these are your lyrics." Lord, and, and they are. <laughs> it's always in the forgetting, it. and it's um, always like stumble over them. But um, he just gives me them, fresh downloads, and it's all like um, all you can. It's literally the word of God, lyrically and prophetically, and so much revelation and so much healing and deliverance. I'm like whoa, like things that I didn't even know of, something I couldn't have thought of. So it's just it's just what he does, and it just blows my mind. Have you ever heard of um, IHOP, the International House of Prayer? Like, they have a, a school and stuff there. Like, um, it's in Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas. And I went there, and they had uh, different workshops and stuff. And one of them was, like, the, um, just talking about 
prophetic singing and, and that and how, you know, they'll record stuff because while they're doing it, just like you said, God's moving in it and it's not even really coming from them. And uh, I just remember one of the, one of the worship leaders, she, um, one of her friends passed away. So I'm like, that was a family friend. And she just kept getting this like dark music, you know, almost like the sounding. And she was like, no, Lord, no. And he's like, no, this, this is what these people need at this time. You know, it's like, but I want to be uplifting and encouraging. He's like, that's not, that's not what they need right now. So she was obedient and did that. And, and like, you know, people afterwards were like, that's exactly what we needed at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just, I love that. And I know, you know, there's people that we've talked to or Jacob's talked to that they don't believe prophecy or the prophetic or healing is for now. And yeah, we're of the mind of God's the same yesterday, yesterday, today, and forever. Because I know that I, you know, I've just run into random people that, you know, were follower, you know, followers of Christ. And, and they've said, Hey, I don't know what, I don't know. You know, you could take this or leave it kind of thing, but I feel the Lord is telling me this, you know, and it's just always been encouraging, you know, and there's been times where things were out of left field and you're just like, no, that's not of God. But you, yeah. but God lets you, you know, God, you, God knows like where your heart is at, you know, some, but, something interesting that you mentioned there, George and uh, Marcus, I don't know if you, you know how people try to always use like, you shouldn't judge that kind of thing. And like take that verse kind of out of context in certain ways. And uh, I was thinking about that. And then uh, we did a Bible study, which George was a part of. And he talked about discernment is judging. <laughs> like, in a way, it's a judgment of, hey, should I be doing this? Should I go with that person? Should I buy this house? Like, all that kind of stuff is all discernment and judgment <laughs> in its way. And, like, mm-hmm. he really broke down, like, what that was. And I just, like, for for you, how how, I guess, have you had any haters of, like, oh, that's not a real thing or anything like that? <laughs> because... I know I've experienced stuff like that. So I was just wondering if you've had that. Um, honestly, not so much. Um, maybe it was like an elder, um, you know, maybe one elder. Um, but honestly, the first church when I was uh, preaching, I was part of, you know, um, it was an apostolic church. And she says, listen, I let the Holy Spirit flow in here. And yeah. he really did. And that thing was, it was like going. So I never, <laughs> I haven't really experienced it, but also, you know, it's certain things where, you know, and it, it all depends, you know, who I'm around. Because when the Lord gives you, you know, these keys, these keys of authority or certain, certain spirits, certain spirits can't talk. Certain spirits won't talk. That's yeah. how much authority you carry. Some spirits of rebellion won't even say anything because of what you carry. So yeah. I, don't, I don't come across it too much. You know, That's good. You know, face to face. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know on social media if anybody's <laughs> come at you yet. But no. yeah, like I, that's where I've noticed it mostly. Like nobody's ever really come against us. I mean, like obviously there's always people who 
I don't, I don't know if you've had to deal with a bunch of Torah people, but that's really what, what's all over TikTok and, and all that. Yeah. And then, uh, we had, we had a different guest last week and he kind of talked about it. And then I never really like put two and two together of how being a certain way can lead you so far off track of what mm-hmm. God's destiny is for. And some of those guys know the Hebrew and Greek so well. And I'm like, but you still revert back to Jesus is just a Messiah guy, not really anything more than that. But I'm like, like I, me and my wife have been reading the Bible together. And like, um, what's interesting is we're reading through John and I think it's in like John chapter five or four. It's where he's, um, the Pharisees get super mad at him because he's like, I am God. Like he, he blatantly says it there. And like, I stop reading. I go all this time. There was this verse here that just says it like that. Like he's like, I am him. And while everybody tries to use all these other things, like I am and stuff, which is good. But I was like, he literally says it right here. Like I am, I am God. So (laughs) I was like, well, that, that blows out the water when like Muslims or Torah people are like, uh, he never said that. (laughs) It's right there. (laughs) And, and it's, yeah. it's re- in reality of it, you know, um, you know, a lot of people get caught into the, you know, the spirit of religion. And once yeah. you get caught into the spirit of religion, you always stray away from the relation. Yeah. Jesus came to show God as a father, as his father, and we're the child, uh, you know, uh, we're a child of God, you know, because he says our father, and we, you know, you know, do the whole amazing thing of, you know, baptism and everything. Yeah. So it's like, but if you stay into that spirit of religion, uh, you'll be a legalist. <laughs> you'll, you'll have the spirit of Caiaphas. You have the spirit of every um, uh, Sadducee, Pharisee, and you won't realize why you're missing the mark. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, you, I feel like you get to the point of, I'm so intelligent that I know better than everyone. And you're like, do you not like, I, I mean, for instance, one of the things that Tyrone put on a uh, TikTok, which was one of my favorite ones. Cause I've thought of this too, is when they talk about the, the two guys next to Jesus. And then finally they're like making fun of him. And then all of a sudden the guy goes, wait a minute. Like there is something different about you. You're, you're God basically. And like goes that route. And like Jesus says, Hey, you'll be in paradise with me today. And uh, it was really interesting to listen to the, like, the commentary was like, okay, so then when he's, he gets to heaven as, like, the first guy ever like, to, get, to get there, and he's like, they're like, what doctrine did you follow? So do you know the New Testament? Wait a minute. So did you follow the Torah your whole life? Like, and, like, the guys, like, pretend to be like, He's like, okay. So the angel asks all this question. He goes, you know what? I'm going to have to get a manager. So he goes and gets like a higher up. And he's like, so uh, this guy says he's welcome here. And he's like, uh, he's like, I am because the guy next to me on the cross said I could be here. (laughs) And he's like, he doesn't even know his name. He's he's like, he just knows he's like, he's more than what everybody's claiming he is. And he is God. And so like, it's just interesting to hear that kind of aspect of like, you know, that like, that's so true. Cause like there's people out there who are like, and maybe you're one of them listening out right now to this podcast thinking, you know, you have to do certain things before you can make your life right. You don't like, you gotta let Jesus be Jesus and let God be God and let him into your life. And the change will come if you're really pursuing God. 
Like if you if you're just right. saying a prayer for hell insurance, I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like the, you know, like the thief on the cross talking about, about that. What the word says is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you'll be saved. Yeah, that's it. Just plain and simple. It doesn't say you have to be baptized. Baptism is a good thing, but it doesn't say you have to be. And that's what that thief on the cross did. He believed that Jesus was Lord you, and confessed it with his mouth. You, you he know, believed in his heart and confessed it with his mouth. You know what's interesting about that, George, and you said that is because I've had conversations with people who are like, uh, trying to say that that thief on the cross like somehow got to avoid that because he died before Jesus did. But I was like, when you read the Bible, Jesus was already dead and they had to break those guys' legs. Like when they came up to him, he was already dead. So I'm all, yeah. your logic just got flawed. <laughs> yeah. I'm all, because that guy definitely was not baptized in any sort of way. No. <laughs> So, did you uh, um, getting back to to your your rapping? Does your brother uh, does your brother rap with you? Oh no, he doesn't rap. He's yeah, he's like a he's a fitness he's a fitness guy. But the interesting thing, um, uh, something cool. What I said is like the prophetic, uh, how prophetic it is. And right now we we talked about uh, we went through the judging and the relationship relation thing. That's literally yesterday, last night actually. Like I think I was up. Yeah, like two in the morning. This is actually what the Lord gave me, and I wrote it. So I'm actually gonna read it. And it literally, awesome. it's, it's, a, it's a song, and it says, "I'm the type of person that will go into a room full of non-believers and still praise the Lord when it's not popular. I'll even preach relation over religion to my brothers who be popping up, but they say I'm a blasphemer or I'm a gossiper. They got double planks in their eyes and looking like binoculars. But who am I to judge? Am I supposed to judge? Of course, we're supposed to judge. When we judge, make sure we judge in love." edify the body don't tear it up because some take that verse and misuse it that's why gentiles are hearing us so it's the same thing yeah. but that's how pathetic he will he will lay yeah. it like this so that's awesome like, and it's like I the perfect testimony <laughs> he's like i was there. hoping you would do that <laughs> i was hoping <laughs> share some of that some of your uh gift with us yeah. Um, yeah, i gotta um, i gotta ask you this what how what are your feelings about Lecrae? All right. So, all right. So my feelings about Lecrae, and this is actually, you know, a really honest view. Um, I, I know he was in a label and everything like that, um, you know, but now he is more into fitting into the world. Um, um, a lot of the Holy Spirit is not really in it. And it, it's, it's a lot of it's business driven. And yeah. I, and I, I see, and I saw it and, and like, and a lot of people who have even platforms, when you have a platform and you are a light to the world, when the world needs a light and you don't give it, and all you're doing is just focusing on something that's so, you, you kind of, you can kind of see. But that's why the whole thing about, you know, some are called, some are chosen. He was called for music, he's doing music. But when you're chosen for bigger and greater, you will go above and beyond and be whoever the Lord needs you to be, whenever he needs you to be it. That's both one thing I always know. So when it comes to him, yes, he's, he, he'll, he'll do it for the Lord, but, it ain't uh, <laughs> it, it ain't uh, huh. it ain't what it know. used to be, I guess. It, yeah, one yeah, thing. It, 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 it changed, and that's also because he, you know, he's 
managing him, you know, I guess he's managing himself and everything. So it's all about, it's more, it's more business. And I see the yeah. people he's, you know, collaborating with and, you know, um, you can just see, you know, when you're a, a spiritual discerner, you really know. You yeah. Know, it's definitely one of those things that, that makes you sad about music because you can see different music artists, like, for instance, like Laura, Laura Dangle or whatever her name is. She, Warren Dangle. Yeah, Dangle. Sorry, I was, <laughs> I was calling Dangle. Um, so how she mentioned, like, oh, I don't want to be considered a Christian artist or whatever, and it really reminded me, I don't know if you guys would remember this, but Evanescence, when they started off their Christian yeah. band, got popular real fast, and then we're like, never mind. We're not. We take it back. <laughs> I'm like, huh, that's interesting because somebody mentioned that, like, a lot of bands try to go that route to become something. Like, for instance, to be honest, if I I could be totally wrong, but the Black Eyed Peas, I think their first album was considered Christian. Like, because I could have sworn I bought it in a Christian store, the Black Eyed Peas. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I have to say I like that Lauren Daigle did that. Because when you put yourself in the Christian artist box. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, I don't know what God's called her to do. I, I feel like God's called her to do more than just singing in churches. Like she went on Ellen and got so much back from the church for that because Ellen's openly yeah. gay. Well, but yeah. how many people watched that show with her on it and heard the, the words that she's singing? And I think many times it's very prophetic. Um, and their lives have been changed. Well, just if she to was add just to it, in the Christian box, that wouldn't happen. Yeah. Well, just to add to it, I just wanted to, to let you know I didn't fill in the gaps. But she's one of the people saying, like, she's deconstructing Christianity and all that stuff. And that's what, that's why I'm like, you're not going to be a Christian artist or possibly a Christian, like, down the road if you keep going the route you're going, if that makes sense. But what I find I, interesting is that um, what what the Bible says, like, God's word will not return void. So if you're going to exactly. sing praise and worship music, it's still God's still going to be God and still can use that. Um, and that's and I'm not trying to, like, destroy Lauren, <laughs> what, how you say her dang last name, but, like, I just definitely know it's one of those things where I'm like, it's sad to see because if she keeps going the route she's going, she won't be kind of thing. And it'd be like Lecrae all like where Lecrae's going. Like he does have a gift, but if you're going to be more about business money, all that stuff, then that's where you're heading. You know what I mean? Like, right. And I, and I, and I see that aspect of it too. Um, I just, I don't think there's anything wrong with de deconstructing your Christianity as long as you're reconstructing it. And what I, what I mean by that is cause I had to do it myself. Yeah. You, when you are going on the faith of your family and you haven't had that heart change, 
and you you know you uh like the saying used to go don't don't uh don't drink smoke or chew or go with girls that do that was just you know that was just a said in the church or go with guys that do yeah you know which yeah i agree with that but we're supposed to not be of the world, but we're still supposed to be in it. So yeah. if you're just going around with other Christians all the time, who are you getting saved? True. And that, that's you know? definitely not what I'm saying. Cause like POD is a perfect example of that. Who they played with secular people. And I mean, people probably get mad at Brian Welsh who sings. For oh corn, yeah. And I'm like, is he cussing and doing all that with his music? Yeah, mm. probably. But like, I, I've seen him even, like, probably like before COVID. I haven't seen anything since COVID. But like, he's praying for people afterwards and talking to him about yeah. Jesus. And you're still like, that is so weird because you just probably cuss galore on stage, and then all of a sudden you're giving all the glory to God. So it is kind of weird. But I mean, like. I mean, and I guess this is what really, I don't know if you've ever like had people talk to you, Marcus, but like people get mad at like, um, like Stephen Furtick and Michael, I can't remember his name, Michael Todd and stuff like that because of different things and they're popular. And I'm like, but what are they doing (laughs) for God? And I'm like, what is like, most of the time people who are throwing a big fit about like those guys, like a huge one. I'm like, how many people have you led to Jesus this week? Because at their church, because they, they usually like put something up like, Hey, there's 50 salvations this week. I'm like, that's more than you did. <laughs> Probably yeah. 50 times more than what you did, but you're saying they're trash. They don't know things. And I'm like, you know, maybe they're getting some things wrong. Maybe they're messing up because they're human and I'm not giving them an excuse to like tell bad doctrine or tell bad Bible, but I'm just saying like there have been people who have gotten saved at like Hillsong church and stuff like that. And people get so mad about it because we've even had a guest on here who was in New York at Hillsong, New York. And she actually was trans and she was like, she was like a day or two before she was going to really convert into a male. And she walked into the front of the church, didn't know it was a church. I don't know if you've ever seen Hillsong church uh, there, but she walked into it and she thought it was an LGBTQ like party thing. And she walked in and then all of a sudden heard like them worshiping Jesus and was like, Oh crap. What did I step into? And then it changed her life. <laughs> and I'm all, I'm all, it's because God was there though. Like whether, whether that preacher that day told like mediocre sermon kind of thing, God still showed up. And I think people forget that. Like God will show up. Yes, he will. I don't know. That's very true. No, no, no. This is, this is a very, very true thing. And I guess certain times like, when you see like you know pastors like you know Stephen Furtick, you know very anointed people. Yeah. If, if if people don't even understand, you know, even like some people don't even understand the level 
of authority that the Lord gives you. But they also forget when the Lord says he'll prepare a table. And that table, maybe that table he's sitting at. So it's so big, but when a person's not in that table, they they never been in those shoes, they won't even know how they would act. They probably failed that test miserably, which most people, a lot of people do, you know? That's why the Lord always talks about Judah. Like, oh, Judah, you know, you're putting yeah. my praise, but you, you, you know, you're so, you already sold your soul. It happens to many people. Yeah. There are so many wonderful, gifted people out there, but they've already sold their soul. They they, they, they left they left the Lord. So yeah. once they return and stop being harlots, <laughs> you know, the Lord can get his get his glory in you know in whole. So I, whenever I look at that, I'm like, listen, the Lord placed them there, you know, for a reason. And yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong with money because they may not even you know uh, love the money. They may enjoy it, but the money don't own them, which is you know fine. And, uh, yeah. So, right. And, like, there's somebody on TikTok who is, like, doing the same thing. And it was so funny because I watched it on a live, like, transpire. And the guy's talking. He goes, like, all these guys are heretics, blah, 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 all this stuff. And the one guy gets on, like, as a guest. And he goes, hey, I get what you're saying. Like, and he was talking about Benny Hen. He goes, I get what you're saying. He goes, but my wife got saved from a Benny Hen convention. And... Not from Benny Hand, obviously, because God's the one who saves us. But he goes, but she mm-hmm. went to that, and God still showed up there. <laughs> and you're saying he's he's a horrible human, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, he's asked for forgiveness for some of the things he's done. Like, he goes, I don't know about everything he's done, but he has. And he goes, he goes if she wouldn't have gotten saved from going to that and God showing up, obviously, because... If you say it just like, hey, I showed up to the Mayhem thing, they'll throw a fit about that and be like, are you really saved? So he explained it really well and then goes, he is like. Uh, no, apparently not. I, you know, it's, the, the whole believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth thing didn't work. <laughs> and, so, and so he was like, he goes, she got saved and then came home and it trickled down to me from what a Benny Hen thing was. And she goes, he used, she used to watch Benny Hen all the time, like every morning and all that stuff. And he goes, so maybe we don't like throw them out with the bathwater. Like, because there might be things that they're doing wrong. Like if Benny Hen was faking doing healings and stuff. Yeah. He still has to be accountable to God about that. Like that's my biggest thing is like, do, do you not realize that these guys if they are purposely, truthfully, like being the way they're being to do it intentionally, I'm like, they still have to answer to God. <laughs> like that doesn't go away just because we're like, we're mad at them. I'm like, no, it, they still are responsible to God. And like, um, you, do you know who Ravi Zacharias is? So he, he is like a really intelligent, like eloquently speaking like evangelists just telling people about Jesus debates people, all that kind of stuff. Well, like, I don't know if it's his whole life or whatever, but he had a massage therapist that he's doing things with that he should not have been doing with and then died. And people are like, man, I just got throughout every book he has and all that. And I'm all, I don't think you need to, because if God still showed up in that moment, there are still people who changed from other religions to Christian because they were at a conference he talked about and laid out who Jesus is and it made sense and God showed up there too. 
And so now you're just throwing out everything because he made a, a human mistake, which wasn't okay. And I'm not like saying that's fine, but God still showed up and God still used him. And too often everybody's like, Hey, I really want to say that guy's garbage. But I'm like, he still spoke words that God gave him. Well, even if he was doing whatever he was doing. Yeah. And and then I don't know. I, I don't want to hold more accountable to people that knew what was going on and hit it. You know, like they didn't call it, they didn't keep them accountable. And, you know, I, I don't know if either of you are familiar with, uh, Jim Baker, or Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Jim Baker went to prison for, you know, embezzlement and stuff like that. And, you know, people did, people, you know, fell away, I guess, from the Lord. But at the same time, it's like, okay, were you really following the Lord or were you following a man? You know, like if you fell away from the Lord because that man stumbled, then you weren't really following the Lord. You know, and and Jim Baker came out with a book and said I was wrong. And he said, one of the things that made him kind of feel like he was doing okay is because God was still blessing him. People were still getting saved. People were still getting money, you know? And he was like, well, I must be okay. Like that, that part went to his head. Yeah. You know, and... And he admitted that, like, I thought that because these things were still happening, I still had the anointing. And then, you know, God removed the anointing from him and everything fell apart. Yep. Patience. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, and like, all I can think of, I guess like just to round this off is really like I think about David and Saul, like how that was. And like, he could have killed Saul plenty of times and then he didn't, it was because he's God's anointed. And so I feel like too often people will run to bash someone. I'm like, okay, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland's a good example of somebody that's saying some weird stuff. (laughs) I'm like, I don't, is it weird? Sure. (laughs) Like, why not? But you can change the channel. And if he's, if he's leading people astray or wrong, like I get talking to him. If you know him, like putting a blast on somebody that you don't know, doesn't make sense. So like, if I didn't, if you were on off the deep end, Marcus, and I'm putting you on blast on TikTok, that's like, what, what the heck, man? <laughs> you didn't even try talking to me. And I actually talked to a few people about this. Like, you need to confront them, like, on the side. Like, have a conversation. And, then we'll, and it doesn't count if you direct message them. You should at least try to call them. And if you don't have that ability to call that person, then you have no relationship with them to have that conversation with them. Like, if you really wanted to have a conversation, like with Stephen Furtick, I told one guy, then get on an airplane, fly out to North or South Carolina, wherever he lives, uh, sign up to have a conversation with him, and have a conversation with him face-to-face about how you think certain things he's saying is wrong, and 
then at least you're having that conversation. <laughs> then you can take the steps further if you really, really so wishfully want to do that. And I'm like, but none, nobody will do that. And I'm like, it's kind of like that guy who on TikTok said, like, he called Joel Steen a piece of crap, basically, but used some other words. And I I felt, I, I didn't, like, so Joel Steen, yeah, he does say some, Another guy says a lot of wild stuff, and I'm like, but I would never call somebody a piece of crap just because I don't agree with them, or maybe their doctrine is off. And like, I'm all that's not it's not my per, like point to call them a name and think I'm now something special because I did that. You know what I mean? It just made me more sad than anything. Not like, oh yay, good job. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean, because uh, it's like you have to really, when you judge, you should be one to edify the body. We, 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 like Lord, the word says, we judge within the body. He says, those yeah. outside the world, that's for God to do, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so when, when I see brothers and sisters, you know, really bashing each other, you know, trying to say, oh, it's not for clout, but it is. And, you know, you're doing it, <laughs> yeah. you know, for that reason. But also you are putting your brother's business out to the world and the world's going to view it as, a, you know, as a stumbling block. And it's just, and it's just awful. And I see yeah. that. And that's where it all comes with, you know, if, if those, if, you know, uh, when, when you, when you discern it and you kind of see people like, like when I was like just speaking for like a little cray, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the fruit. It's, it's, it's more, I see more leaves than fruit, you know? Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. saying, oh, he's a false, no. But there's more, there's more leaves than there is fruit, and he he's glorifying those leaves at the moment. Yeah, I think he's an awesome rapper. I, I do think, like you said, like just right now, he he's he's got to refocus <laughs> on what what the purpose is because he could reach a ton of people, and you're like, but if if you're gonna go silent, like, I mean, I've seen other Christian bands that have done that, like Under Oath is. Like a, a like a screamo rock band that um, they said they're Christian, and then like the lead singer and the drummer both were like in an interview, and like all of a sudden they're like, "No, we're not Christians anymore because they're so judgmental and blah blah blah," and like moved away from it. Like it was really sad to watch because I I can't remember what he did, but like people trashed him for being like. Like, I don't know, like, he was like, I'm not a Christian, or I don't, I don't know what he said exactly, but it's something where they just, like, hammered him, and I'm like, well, yeah, and <laughs> an atheist is going to be an atheist, yes, they, they're sinning, and <laughs> thank you, Captain Obvious, who's telling them they're a big sinner, because we're all sinners, and I think that building that relationship with them, and letting them see like, Hey, I'm a human too, but you know what? Like Jesus changed my life. Like, and, and I'm not throwing this in your face to make you feel bad or anything. But like, if, if it wasn't for God, I'd be dead probably sometimes. Or if it wasn't for God, I'd still be doing this lifestyle. Or if it wasn't for God, I'd be sex trafficked. And that's where I'd be right now. Or, uh, if it wasn't for God, this you know what i mean like too often people want to like throw hey you're a sinner go you're going to hell instead of like hey 
let's talk about this. And I, I know you do street evangelism, and I, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes in any way. And so, but, uh, but like, I think there's a different approach than just like, you're gay, you're going to hell kind of thing. Because, yeah. I mean, they, they, they have to go through their journey with God to get to what God wants them to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and the, the, the clearest answer to that, you know, it being a clearer approach is because the Holy Spirit is the one who picks. The Holy Spirit is the one who leads you when you're doing yeah. anything. So if he's not saying it, then that's really flesh versus flesh, you know. Yeah. And what what do you – so you do street evangelism, correct? Do you do you rap on the streets of New York? No. no. Oh. Well, I actually live all the way upstate New York. But, um, no, I mean, I do a lot of, a lot of baptisms, a lot of prayers, and, you know um, – um, yeah, a lot of, I work with a lot of married, married couples, um, you know, like to, you know, help and pray over, um, you know, guide, guide, guide some, um, couples through just, you know, spirits they don't really know of, you know, spirits that operate in stealth in their lives, you know, um, that keep them arguing and stop communication and everything like that. So, um, it's just a lot, a lot whatever he calls me to, um, that's, that's awesome. I, say, I just go for it. So you do that, like. See a couple on the street and just start talking to them, kind of thing, or like, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I've, I've done that, or just a random person, like in the gym, um, yeah, whoever, when the Lord leads me, I like, you know, you can be at the supermarket, you know, like, you need prayer, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'll, he'll put it on me, and which is good, and that's all, like, Lord, you're just so good. I never knew I would be doing this, so he, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an amazing thing, especially when he gives you a, a prophecy or something like that you, mm-hmm. you would have never known. Like, I can't know this, but yeah. he'll be right on. So. <laughs> well, like, that's that's a great, a great, like, thing to mention because, like, a lot of times people will be like, oh, that's fake. That's not real. I mean, like, for instance, it was a while back in church. I kept feeling God tell me, like, hey, you need to go talk to that couple over there. And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't need to talk to them. Like, this is not God. Like, that's not God. That's just me. I just want to talk to them because I see they're struggling with their kid who's like a teenager. And I'm like, it's just me being observant. And it's not anything. And then I just keep feeling like God say like, hey, like the Holy Spirit leading me like, you need to go talk to them. I'm like, I don't want to talk to them. Like, I was like, fine, God, you know what? If you want me to talk to them, here's my deal. If my wife goes to the front of the church to get prayer for something, (laughs) then I'll go there. You know what? I know she won't, so go ahead and we'll see. And literally, our pastor's praying, and then he's like, hey, if you want to come up for prayer, come up. And she leaves, I go, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I was like... Uh, all right. And so we go up there, we get prayed for by the pastor, both of us. And lo and behold, guess who's standing right next to me is that couple. And he just prayed with them. And I was like, Hey, can, can I, I know this is weird, but can I, can I talk to you guys? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And so God told me like these different things about him and like, Hey, basically like you need to, you need to keep doing what you're doing. You're good parents. Like your daughter's fighting you, but you fight the good fight for your daughter. You, and like, just like laid it out. And like, I felt the Holy Spirit just speaking these words to them. And the guy hugs me, this big burly dude hugs me and like just starts crying on my shoulder. And I'm like, 
oh no <laughs> okay. and they're like they're like that's exactly what we needed and all that and the pastor heard it and so they they went to their seat and later on the pastor texts me and goes he goes uh i just want you to know thank you so much and i was like for what and he goes you said exactly what they need to hear that god was telling you and i appreciate that you followed what god wanted you to say and i was like i thank you like <laughs> it was all god so i had nothing to do with it and i argued with god all the way up into it so but like which is amazing <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i was like i for sure was like no way my wife's going up there there's no reason for her to go up there and like that's why i was like yeah sure and then god god i i i undoubtedly believe God has a great sense of humor. And so he's probably like laughing, like, let me show you zip. And you're like, Oh gosh. He, he is so, it's just a humor. It's, oh, it's literally out of this world. It's amazing for sure. I, I tell people like his sense of humor is so good. He, he, he's the best dancer. He's the best writer. He's the best film director. He is literally in any and everything. He is good. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, George, do you have any more questions? Um, since you've been doing this, what is what is your favorite response from people that you've come up to? Like, I know it's there's probably a lot, but like, what is one that comes to your mind that like you you didn't know what was going to go on or what the Lord was going to have you say? But their response just also blessed you. Um, Does that make sense? Yes. Um, yeah. Some my favorite response from that, honestly, I'm always uh, I always kind of tell them, you know, you know, we're in it together, and I always say, listen, the Lord is when if, if He sent me here for you, and it's all it's always for me as well, and like, and we and we I, I get in the boat with them, you know, I'm not just there as I'm finally leading the boat, I'm, and they're like, no, this is for both of us, like. Like I know I'm 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 doing this, but I'm also I'm I'm passing tests and the Lord is, you know, com- confirming things, but he's, you know, you know, he's elevating me or he's breaking me or he's molding me. So I always get something out of it. So I always let them know that this is a listen, we are together. <laughs> so and, and the Lord is, you know, leading. So that's you know, I think that's the one thing that always I I would say, you know, uh brings them down back to, you know, they, they, they kind of see me pushing that glory to God and not myself. Yeah. Cause they be like, wow, how did you know? They're like, wow, they're like, listen, it's God, but everything they're saying and they, they end up pouring back out to me or the Lord can just cap it off where if, if he don't do it in front of them, I'm like, Lord, who? And I always feel it afterwards. Like, wow, Lord, I'd be screaming in the car. Like, Lord, you're so good. Why are you this good? Like when I do my music, <laughs> Lord, that's you. So <laughs> that's the biggest thing. I always try to tie it back in and just give the glory right back up. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you have anything else to say before we head off, Marcus? Uh, 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 yes. Um, for whoever is listening, um, you know, God really, really loves intimacy. You know, he loves when you come to him in faith and faith is so, so important to the kingdom of heaven. It's so important to the kingdom of God. Like whatever you do, have faith, things that you don't think is real or doesn't make sense. You know, let it not make sense. Just, you know, really put your faith in it. And when you got to walk in faith, you can be elevated so high. The favor 
of God, it is not fair. The way he gives it, it will blow your mind. When something doesn't seem like it's, you know, happening, then let it not seem like it's happening. But if he said it, it's going to happen. He has elevated me. Whoever's listening, like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm 32 now. The Lord has, you know, financially blessed me with my wife. And, you know, he took care of all of our finances so we can just focus on the kingdom of God. He took care of all of our worries. He says, do not let anything hide this is life. You know, that was the, the, the bushel with the bed, the food. So anything, the worries of life, whether it's food, whether it's where you're going to um, sleep, where you're going to eat or drink, whatever. He says, don't let any of that. So all I want to say is I speak the spirit of worry away from you guys. Because once that spirit of worry is away, your faith will skyrocket like you will not believe. Nothing will get in the way when you don't have any worries. And, and like he'll just elevate you. And that's all I want to say. Just let your faith take off and you put that worry away. You do not need it. Worry will always conflict with your faith. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think this is a great spot to stop. Um, something, I don't know if Tyrone told you, but something we like to do is have our guests pray us out of the podcast. All right, let's do this. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, you know, I, I just come to you full of joy, Father God. I thank you for being with us, Father God. We are two, three more. And so you already in the midst of us, Father God. Whoever else is listening, Father God. I pray that you bless every listener, Father God, every monitoring spirit. Uh, you, yeah, you, you got to come because the Lord is not playing. And this is amazing. Father God, thank you. I place a hedge of protection over all who's listening, Father God. You know, um, we keep the spirit of rebellion, spirit of rejection away from for everything on this conversation. It was so fruitful. It was so uh, amazing to hear, you know, uh, you know, brothers all getting together for the first time and just literally letting things just flow and go. And that's the, you know, that's just operating in your spirit, Father God. So I just thank you that you've made these things possible, uh, Father God. So just, you know, bless everyone, Father God. And also let's increase encounters of your presence. Uh, let it be this night or tomorrow night or whenever, Father God. I just ask for an increase of your presence over all who's listening or all who's in this conversation right now, Father God. And just, you know, just let your let your presence be felt, Father God. You're always there. So in Jesus' name, yeah, just bless us. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, if you really enjoyed that song and really enjoyed the interview with Marcus Maddox, you can follow him on the links on this page. Um, also, I figured, why not finish the song? So here's the rest of that song. He gave us permission to put it out there. So check out his song and have a good night, guys. He in hell, stop fanning them. Y'all must be confused, like evil is cool. But it's not so, let me take y'all to school on spiritual rules. He gets ownership when you give him consent. It's about what you say, uh, not what you meant. He's a legalist, so legally, if he gets something illegally, he makes illegal through speech easily. That's why the Lord said you got power in your tongue. He also do written contracts, so don't be writing all your wrongs. Put so much life into songs. Hear me clip before the coffin. <clears throat> Did y'all hear what I just said? I just lost it. Hear me clip before the coffin. I destroyed death every time I'm talking. Balance of the shadow or the death I walk through. My character draws lines, but I'm not a cartoon. If you've prayed to the sun or the moon and you still ain't repent, then I think that you should start soon. How do you tell the world that the world don't like you? Cause if you keep one foot in the world, let's wanna dance with the devil. How do you tell the world that the world don't like you? Cause if you keep one foot in the world, let's wanna dance with the devil.